in its saving power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let every heart sing, Lord, I want to live for thee.
church say amen. <clears throat> from the book of Jude, from the book Jude, there's only one chapter, but I would that you would consider with me verse 3. <clears throat> Verse 3 of Jude reads as follows. Beloved, when I gave all diligence, write unto you of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which once delivered unto the saints. Amen. I want to talk just for a few minutes this morning. I want to talk about contending for the faith. Contending. <clears throat> Contending for the faith. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you, you are to you of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints, contending for the faith. We don't sing it in church like we used to. Most of us who were raised up around the church, been around church all of our lives, one of the first songs that we ever learned, one of the first songs in the book said, Stand up. Stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner. It must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, his army shall he lead. You remember, you remember the song. You remember the song. That was one of the first things that we learned. We, we, we learned that song and we stood on that song and the thing that we learn from that and the thing we draw from that is you and I, we're still here to stand up, stand up for Jesus. We don't have to fight for our faith. We don't have to fight for our faith because the battle is not ours. The battle belongs to the Lord, but we do need to take a stand. Let me make you aware of something this morning that you might have missed in the midst of all that's going on in the world right now. The thing that you might not realize, the thing that may be hidden from you is the church is under attack. 
The danger, my brothers and sisters, the danger of all these attacks is the enemy is not fighting from the outside. No, the enemy has infiltrated our ranks. The enemy is in the church, taking on our name, and, and now they're going about to do destruction. And they are doing this destruction in the name of our Savior. I was appalled. I was appalled as, as I'm sure we all were at the attack on our nation's capital a couple of weeks ago. To see those who have made such a fuss over the flag using the flag to beat down and even kill police officers. Those same officers that they say matter. The same folk made such a fuss over Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem. Took down that very flag they claimed to cherish and replaced it with a flag of their savior Trump. So much for respecting the flag. The people who consistently battle for the right to life left five folk laying dead on the ground of the Capitol. It was a disturbing scene at our nation's capital. And, and, and brothers and sisters, I, I'll just be honest, it disturbed me as an American citizen. Yes, yes, with all of her flaws and all of her shortcomings, this is still my home. This is still the land of my birth. It disturbed me as an American. It disturbed me as a black man, as an African-American, because whether they will ever admit it or not, this has everything to do with race. I know, I know there are all kinds of distractions and all kinds of smoke screens to hide the real truth. They will tell you that they're fighting to uphold the Constitution. They will tell you that they're fighting for the Second Amendment. They will tell you that it's all about the right to life. They will tell you it's all about voter fraud. It's the flag. They'll tell you about all kinds of things. But the truth is, they're losing control. There are too many of y'all. Y'all ain't hearing me. There, there are too many of y'all. Yeah, yeah, so many of y'all voting that they can't steal elections no more. But while it's disturbing to me as a black person, while it's disturbing to me yeah, as a black person. It, 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 I need you to know that it does not discourage me. Are y'all hearing me? And the reason why it can't discourage me is because I've been watching this now for 70 years. Charles Wesley's words have become my words through many dangers. Toys and snares I have already come. Grace brought me safe. Thus far in grace will lead me on. But more than my hurt, more than my hurt and my disappointment 
as an American more than my hurt and disappointment as an African-American. My greatest concern is the damage that this pseudo-Christian ideology is doing to the church. Are y'all hearing me? My greatest concern is what all of this is doing to the body of Christ. I know full well that what Jude is talking about here in the text when it says this stuff has crept into the church. Are y'all hearing me? That, that, that's what Jude is wrestling with here. That's what he's wrestling with here in the text. Yeah, is that that stuff that's going on out there is creeping on up into the church. The great message of Jude is the church must be on God. Let's what's going on in the world find its way into the church. And that's not to say that the church is detached from what's going on in the world, but the church ought not be driven by what's going on out there. Are y'all hearing me? See, we, we are not influenced by what they are doing out there. They ought to be influenced by what we are doing. In, are y'all hearing this? We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. You see, in here, in this place, in the body of Christ, wherever the people of God are gathered, wherever the church is, in here, Jesus is the center of everything. Y'all ain't hearing me. In the church, there is no alternative truth. The alternative to the truth is a lie. Y'all ain't hearing me. In here, God is still on the throne, and he shares his throne with nobody. So here we have Jude, who introduces himself. Look at it. He introduces himself as the brother of James. Humility won't allow him to be included, but he's also the brother of Jesus. The truth is, Yes, uh, he's in the church now. He's walking with the program now. But the truth is, yeah, yeah, he and his brother James, they they rejected their brother as a Messiah. And they never were converted until after the resurrection. But when God raised Jesus from the grave, just like he said he would, then Jude and James, all of them, they believed and were saved. And let me just throw this in. If you are saved today, you're saved because you believe God raised Jesus from the dead. According to Acts 1.13, these brothers were among those who were waiting in the upper room. They were anticipating the arrival of the Holy Spirit. These brothers, these brothers saw the beginning of the church. They saw 3,000 souls coming to Christ in one day after the preaching of the gospel. They saw souls being added to the church daily. They were there. They saw the church take off. Jews saw the church from its very beginning. But by the time of this writing, Jude is watching 
the church take a different turn. He saw it growing. He saw it thriving. But now he's noticing the church is taking a different turn. He had watched the acts of the apostles, but now he's watching the apostates. An apostate, an apostate. He's watching the apostate, a person who has abandoned their faith. That's what an apostate is. He's watching people who are walking away from the faith. Folk who, according to Paul, what Paul says in Galatians, folk who have turned to another gospel. He's watching them walk away from the what, what's true, walk into another guy. And because of their false teaching, because of the false teaching, Jude is now watching a great falling away from the church. Are y'all hearing me? People, because of this false teaching, because of those who are creeping in, Jude is watching folk fall away. From the body of Christ. Because of the action of this mob. The other week. Many of those folk who in that mob. They claim to be fighting for Jesus. Y'all ain't hearing me. Many in that mob claim to be fighting for Jesus. They're, 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 yeah, yeah, because they claim to be fighting for Jesus, there are some folk who are confused and delusioned with the church and walking away from the church because of foolishness. That's where Jude is concerned. That's where his concern was. Church seemed like it was breaking at a breaking point. He was at, he, Jude is concerned at what all of this stuff is doing. To the church. A Jude. One who was fighting to keep faith alive. He, he, he saw what was happening. But he says I, I, I'm, in, I'm in warfare here. We're going we're to keep faith alive. So he writes this letter. He's writing this letter. Look at who he's writing. He's writing to those who are sanctified by God. Preserved in Jesus Christ. Are y'all hearing me? Let me say it another way. He's writing to save folk. He's writing to folk who are yet holding on. Writing this letter. Listen how he starts his letter. He says, I I really want to write a letter of celebration. I really want to write a letter talking about our great salvation. But because of what's going on in the body right now, I've got to turn from what I want to write and write what I need to write. Y'all ain't hearing me. And what I need to write is to exhort all of you to contend for the faith. In other words, what I need, I need to write and exhort you to stand up, stand up for Jesus. Ye soldiers of the cross. And the reason why I need to write this to you is because there are certain men. There are certain folk following me now. There are certain men who have crept into the church. Crept. That's a terrible word, isn't it? They have crept. Y'all know. Yeah, you, you got to know something wrong when folks start creeping. Folk mean well, they walk in. But these folk crept into the church. When you see the word crept, it, it, it sort of signifies something ain't good. 
signifies that they have a different agenda. Why else would they have to creep in and then creep in unawares? Reason I've got to point it out is because these false teachers infiltrated the church and they didn't even see them coming. The reason I got to point it out is that they, they are such smooth operators that they didn't even know that they were in there. Jude had to point them out. That they have crept in Judas' concern. Not only that they exist. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they've been out there in the world a long time. He's not concerned because these folk exist. They've been in the world all the time. But his concern is that they're not only now are they out there, they're creeping up in here. You see, you, you do know everything that's out there don't belong up in here. You do know. You do know. And, 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 and because they are creeping on into the church, they're causing a great falling away from the church. Note now, creeping in. But they're causing others to fall away. They're creeping in but they're causing others to fall away. Can you see the church here under attack from not, not from without, but those who have crept in the church? Verse 40, verse 4, verse 4, he describes these people. He, chapter 4 and verse 20, he describes these people. He says, they are ungodly folk. He said they twist grace into a license. Y'all ain't hearing me. They take the doctrine, a doctrine as precious as the grace of God and turn it into something that it was never meant to be. They want you to believe that God loves you so much that he will put up with anything you decide to do as long as you're saved. They take it and turn it into a license to do whatever they want to do. Now be clear. Be clear. Everybody who walks up in the church, everybody in here got some kind of issue. Let's be here. Be clear. Everybody in here got something. That, that's, that's why we keep coming. That's why we keep coming. But the creepers are not here to fix their issues. They're here to twist their issues. Are y'all hearing me? They, they come up in here and they find a way to justify not feeding the poor. They, they, they justify voting against health care. They justify their racism. They take God's grace and twist it into a license to do whatever they want to do. But don't miss the last part. Last part of verse 4. Last part he says. They deny. The only Lord God. Our Lord Jesus Christ. They deny that. All, all Of all the disgusting. Things. That I've seen in the last few weeks. Out of all of the things. That I've watched. That made my heart 
bleed, the thing that has bothered me most is a sign that says Jesus and Trump. Y'all ain't hearing me. No, brothers and sisters, it's just Jesus. Just Jesus. Anyone who denies the deity of Christ is a false teacher. No matter how correct they may be on other matters, if they deny the deity of Christ Jesus, they're false teachers. In verse 4, Jude goes on to tell more about these creepers. He says their whole purpose is to cause people to fall away from the body. But unless I spend too much time on the problem, let me go on and get to the solution. Jude doesn't just point out the problem. Jude offers the solution. Look around, around verse 20. He says, here's, the, here's what you do. Here's how we're going to defeat this thing. He says, I want you to build yourselves in the most holy faith. Build yourselves. In the most, Romans 17 says, says this, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Y'all hearing me? He's saying if you're going to stand in a day like this, you've got to learn how to stand on the word of God. Let me just share something with you. You can't stand on it if you don't know it. Y'all ain't hearing me. You can't stand on it if you don't know it. The word, my brothers and sisters, is a light to walk by. And without it, you're stumbling around in the dark. The word is sure foundation and without it, it yeah, you're building on sinking sand. The word is a sharp sword and without it, you're fighting a losing battle. You've got to know, you've got to be in the word of God. You've got to build yourselves in faith. But then the second, he said, you, you build yourselves in faith. Faith comes from the word of God. But then the second thing, he says, you've got to pray. In the Holy Ghost. Got to pray in the Holy Don't, don't, don't make more out of that than what it is. Pray in the Holy Ghost. That ain't got nothing to do with what language you're praying in. Y'all hear me? Praying in the Holy Ghost. That has nothing to do with the language. The truth is, uh, there is no way. Here it is. There's no way to get a prayer from your lips to the heart of God without the aid of the Holy Spirit. I just said something right there. I say there's no way to get your prayer from your lips to the heart of God without the aid of the Holy Spirit. Let me, let me give you an example. Technology, and I'm, I'm finally, well, I ain't nowhere near caught up, but I'm learning some of it. And I figured this out. I've learned this firsthand. No matter how beautiful or how important my text or my email, you know, you go through trouble of making sure every word is right. You see, I don't use all them little symbols and things. I want to use my words. But no matter how many words you use, how beautiful your words are, you type out your text, you type, type out your email. But the truth of the matter is it ain't going nowhere. Until you hit the sin button. I've learned that the hard way. I, 
I, I learned that the hard way. You do all of that beautiful writing, ain't going nowhere until you hit the sin button. I don't care how beautiful it is, how eloquent it is. And same true with prayer. Are y'all hearing me? No matter how beautiful your words are, how eloquent your word, yeah, no matter what it is and how beautiful your words are, they ain't going nowhere until you hit the sin button. You know what the sin button is in your prayer? The name of Jesus. Y'all ain't hearing me. The name of Jesus is your your, your, your sin button. And once you call the name of Jesus in prayer, are y'all hearing me? That's when the Holy Ghost will take your prayer. Take it straight to the ears of Jesus. Only in the name of Jesus. So if you're praying without the aid of the Holy Ghost, you're just talking to yourself. Y'all ain't hearing me. But then we come to Jude's last instruction. His last instruction, he says, they are, they are in the church. He says they're in the church, but, but to, to the church, he says, stay in the word. Stay on your knees. But Jude doesn't leave it there. He takes it to another level says, even when you stay in the word, even when we stay on our knees, there are times when we get a little weary. Are y'all hearing me? Even, even when you stay on your knees, even, yes, when you're in the word of God, I wonder if I got a witness here, there are times that you grow a little weary along the way. But it says, you will not fail. Because I commend you. I'm commending you to a name that is above all names. Are y'all hearing me? I'm commending you to a name you can call on in the time of trouble. A name you can call on in the time of despair. He says, uh, and I love this. One of my favorite texts. He says, and now, y'all ain't hearing me. When you've done everything else you can do, and now under him, y'all ain't hearing me. And now under him, the rose of Sharon. Now under him, the bright and morning star now under him the bread of heaven now under him the eternal foundation now under him the lamb of God now under him the beginning and the end but here, yes, uh, is a part I love now under him who is able. Y'all ain't hearing me. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, I thank God for my history. I thank God 
for my heritage because I come from a band of folk who taught me how to shout on credit. Y'all ain't hearing me. In other words, I don't have to shout. I don't have to wait until the storm is gone. I don't have to wait until the battle is over. I don't have to wait until all my bills are paid. I don't have to wait until the victory is won. I can go ahead and shout just because I know that God is able. Is there anybody here? Is there anybody here who can go ahead, wrap back your head, holler toward heaven just because we serve a God who is able? Is there anybody here who knows that God is able? He's able to make ways out of no way. He's able to make enemies leave me alone. He's able to make crooked ways straight. I shout because God is able. He's able. Jude says he's able to keep you. Yeah. Watch this. Yeah. Somebody says he's able to keep you from stumbling. Yeah. The other version says he's able to keep you from falling. Yeah. I just split it down the middle and tell you he's able to keep you on your feet. Yeah. I wonder if I got a witness here that God is able to keep you on your feet when the world is trying to tear you down. Yes, I shout and I praise God because God is able. Y'all ain't hearing me, but then there is some more. Yeah, not only is he able, yeah, he will present me. Yeah, y'all ain't hearing me. He'll present me faultless, faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Yes, are y'all hearing me? I don't know about anybody else, but I know me. I know my faults and I know my shortcomings, but the word says he's able to present me faultless. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yes, but I'll end right now. Here's where I want to get to. He's able to present me faultless. I don't know about anybody else, but I know me. And I wonder, how in the world can he present me faultless. Y'all ain't hearing me. I know me. I know where I've been. I know my every thought. How can he present me faultless? 
Well, I'm glad you asked. It's got something uh, to do with his blood. Yeah, that blood that he shed for me way back on Calvary. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood Oh, Jesus, oh, songwriter said it like this, when he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found wrapped in his righteousness alone faultless to stand before the throne yes and because of what he's done to the only wise God our Savior be glory majesty dominion and power both now and forever yes Yes, I'm through now, but I declare he is Lord, he is Lord. He has risen from the dead, and he... midst of all of this craziness we've got to take a stand no matter what's going on out there those of us who are in the body now is the time for us to stand up for Jesus as a great falling away but if you build yourselves stay in the word of God stay on your knees And then trust God. Trust God. He's able to keep you from falling. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There, a precious fountain. And it's free to all. A healing stream that flows from Calvary's mountain.
it flows. It flows from moment there's a banner that stands stands under the very cross of Jesus Christ but if you don't know him you can't hold up the bloodstained banner and we invite you to give your life to Jesus word of God says blessed is those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins have been covered blessed is the man with whom the Lord does not count his sin I'm, I'm so glad today that no matter where you are we serve a God who is so big that he can not only cover your sins but he'll wipe the slate clean and not count them Against you. Is there anybody here that knows that we serve a God who will cover your sin? Anyway, he'll hide the wretchedness that is you and in you. But then God is so big, he'll take that and, and then detract from them, take from you and count them down. And you will not have to stand before him as a righteous judge, but as a joyful savior. Bible simply says that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. That if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And wherever you are, if you're in, in the room and under the sound of my voice, but if you're anywhere in your bedroom, in your house, outside, wherever you are in your car, God can save you just right now. Not only can he save you, he can cover you. And not only can he cover you, he can take away your sin. This is our prayer to you. Let us pray and go to God. Now, Lord, we thank you. We ask, Lord, a prayer especially for those 
who don't know what it means to be a soldier in the army of the Lord. They've been standing on the outside and they don't know you in the free pardon of their sin. And Lord, we pray for them right now. That wherever they are, they're in their houses, they're in the streets, Lord. If they're on the road, Lord, we pray for them right now to give themselves to you, Lord. But Lord, we also come to pray for those who have been holding up the bloodstained banner a long, long time. That no matter what is going down in Washington, D.C., what is going down in the capital of this nation, we will earnestly contend for the faith that was once and for all delivered unto the saints. Lord, I thank you that there is one Lord and one faith and one baptism. That there is one Jesus the Christ and there is one God who is the Savior of all. And Lord, we come to thank you and lift up your holy and righteous name right now. Lord, you are a Savior, not only one who can save from the power and penalty of death, but Lord, you can save us in the midst of all kinds of craziness that's going on in our lives right now, Lord. Saved us from financial burdens, saved us from health burdens, saved us from this pandemic Lord every day we can breathe in and breathe out Lord you are saving us and I'm so thankful that you are a saving God and Lord we pray for those who have been holding up this banner for a long time and we pray like the apostle Paul now under him Lord we pray like the apostle Paul finally my brother to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Pray, Lord, to put on the whole armor of God that ye may stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against authorities, against powers, against principalities, against wickedness in high places, Lord. Lord, we thank you that you can get rid of wickedness in high places. Lord, you are still on the throne. And no matter what, we'll give you the glory. We'll give you the honor that is due your name. And we love you, Lord. And we praise you, Lord. So now unto him who is able to keep us from stumbling. Lord, you can't just keep us from falling, but you can hold us up. Be glory. Be majesty. Be dominion and be authority. And may it be both now, his father and forevermore. And the children of God lift up their bloodstained banner and say amen and amen. That I'll keep fighting for Jesus. Amen. I'll keep contending for Jesus. Amen. I'll stand for Jesus when it seems wrong in the world. Amen. Amen and amen. Since it's in my heart, we might as well go on and do it. There's a storm out on the ocean. And it's moving. 
the Lord in here. Why don't we bless the Lord in his house? Wherever you are, you ought to be blessing the Lord right now. We thank God for his spirit. Thank God for his word. I continually feeds us and gives us what we need to keep running on in times like this. Again, let me thank all of you wherever you are the body of Christ, let me just thank you wherever you are for just tuning in, for staying connected. Thank you for all that you do to keep us connected uh, to those who are here, those who come Sunday after Sunday to sing, to, to make sure that visual arts uh, is up and running. We thank God for those ministries that are here and in place uh, do want to ask that we all continue to pray for the family of Sister Munya Sister Munya Menem, Menem. Uh, let's just continue to pray for her boys and her whole family uh, we never know where death is we just don't know but we do know that we all have to go we have to leave here but I want to just pre be in prayer for family be in prayer uh, for this coming weekend that God will set everything in order. We're looking forward to Saturday uh, to uh, bid her final first earthly farewell. 
Our plan right now is to have the service here upstairs uh, as we have been for the last few services. Uh, the weather permitting, uh, we are looking at Saturday. Uh, if you can call the office and get the time, I'm not sure. Uh, but if you'll just call the office and get the time, we want to be as supportive as we can. May God bless you and may God keep you is our prayer. God be with you till we meet again. several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church. <laughs>